You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. I, I would like to get to a place where it's just much more e- it's easier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, I feel like I I just want to have sex with you because here's here's something that I learned. Wait, you want to have sex with Cam? Yeah. Just <laughs> to work through some of these You're, issues. You are our first guest who actually came right out and said that on okay on the podcast. We had someone say they wanted to kiss me. Here's yeah, but why. Never I've gone all the way. Here's sex. why. So one it's of the an things, act of charity is what you're saying. No, it's not charity. It's, called, it's not charity. It's it would be fun. I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poter. And I'm Karen Lee Poter. My mother is a sex... I like the way that you pronounce your last name Poter. there. Poter. Poter. It was a hard T. This is Poter. My mother is a sex expert, a cougar, and the world's oldest living millennial. My son is a... Shack Jack. Oh. <laughs> He's a clown. That's it. No, That's it? That's no. all I'm getting today? It's just a clown, a shock jack on a clown. And he's actually a really funny dude. She's she's with, referring a, with to, a big heart. She's referring to me as a shock jock because we were just on Tristan Terramino's podcast, and you're going to hear later on in this episode her on our podcast. Uh, but while we were on her podcast, I I explained, you know, Howard Stern was the shock jock of the 80s and yeah, 90s. He's the king of all media. You know, he was he was really shocking audiences by saying exactly what you're not supposed to say. Right. But now he's done it, you know? It, it would be very hard for a man, especially in today's society, to, to get on a mic and start talking about his sex life and shock anyone. So now you end up seeing women doing this, actually. So you have... you have. Are you uh, referring to me? No, I'm actually not right now. I'm referring Ooh. to podcasts like uh, Guys We Fucked or Call Her Daddy. Oh, these these are shock jocks today. I oh, think. yeah. The modern day shock Cause jocks. Because women are, it's apparently tabooed for women to talk about sex. Wait, I don't agree what with do you this. Mean, apparently. This, I, mean, I don't think it should be, but this is why shock, those that's considered a shock jock. But I'll tell you, I think we're a different type of shock jock. Our relationship is shocking. Sho- it's shocking relationship. It is shocking. So why do we do this, mother? Why do we talk twice a week? Once on Mondays, once on Thursdays about sex. Obviously, to shock people. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it really is just to open up the communi- lines of communication. It's super important these days, especially. Not enough people are talking positively about sex. It's all negative shit. And I, my belief is that once you can talk about sex, you can pretty much talk about anything. Drugs, you know, surgeries. <laughs> I don't know. Plastic surgery, I don't know. rock maybe and roll, gotta, yeah, maybe. gardening. All whatever. your plastic surgeries you could talk about openly. Anything Are you that's talking different. about my plastic? Who's plastic surgery? I'm just saying that you can talk about uncomfortable topics once you... True, true. You know? Well, we can talk about pretty much anything right now. I that's mean, right. This, this episode coming up is just outrageous. I am so excited for this episode. I have episode. never talked so openly about anal with anyone in my life. And who better than Tristan Terramino? The anal expert. So for those who <laughs> have not heard of Tristan Terramino, she is this unbelievable sex educator, activist radio host, and pornographic film director. She has done so much. She's an author and a columnist. And written how many books already? She's writing At least seven books. She's writing a memoir right now. Well, don't talk too much because they're not going to be able to hear anything new. She's won tons (laughs) of of awards for her writing and her, her videos. I mean, she's... She, her films, I should call she's them. Brilliant. She's, she's brilliant. She's won AVN awards. Oh, she's, um, she's unbelievable. And she makes you feel so comfortable. 
She's got her own podcast and it's called Sex Out Loud. She's one of our pleasure podcasts. Yeah, That's she's our network of- for those just joining. If you want other sex positive podcasts, check out pleasurepodcasts.com. If you guys didn't realize it, Cam started this lovely you, mother. collective. So what are they going to hear in this little episode? Well, you're going to hear that she said you need a complete makeover. <laughs> not not in a looks That's department, it. in the casual, in your ability to switch from being into serious relationship sex to casual sex. That's correct. She's like, oh, at one point she was like, almost like it's a lost cause. And then another point she's like, maybe I will have sex with you. Yeah, she did. She did offer that. She another person offers sex with you. What is this? I've, I've never gotten propositioned by any of our guests. I don't know. I wish I had by a couple of them. <laughs> But I have never. I don't know. And and she's she's definitely an educator. So we'll see where this goes. Oh, okay. You see where it goes. We'll I'm, see where I'm it goes. I'm saying it, you're too chicken to do it and it's not happening. It's very likely I'm too chicken. Okay. Anyway, but, but, but I'm moving it, into the studio. That's the update. I'm moving into my own apartment. That might change the sex life. How do you like that? I think that'll be great. I think you'll have a that lot will, of fun. That'll break the several year drought right now. Oh my God. Is it years? Yeah. Oh, jeez. It's almost two years. I don't two think years. so. Well, I've been, just I've been extremely, yeah, just so. penetrative. Yeah. I've, I've had a lot of, there's been a lot of going downs. Thank and you for a lot sharing of that. Handies. Yeah. Well, you haven't But in this episode, this. we talk a lot about, uh, we talk a lot about anal, actually. She gives us her 10 tips for anal sex. And this, Tristan teaches at the Pleasure Chest. She teaches these seminars. She travels the country doing this. I mean, I, I, I and, think- and she's made... Famous films talking all about the ultimate guide to anal. Speaking of anal, it kind of after talking about it so much, she she definitely destigmatized the whole idea to me. You know, oh, I are mean, you I, on the anal bandwagon? Now? I'm thinking that anal ain't so bad. The way she's talking about that, it's really going to increase your orgasm. I don't know potential. why you're not doing this. Who said I'm not doing it? I'm not all sharing right. intimate details of my sex life with you. Okay, all right. I don't need. To, I mean, you don't need to know that. You I don't want to hear how you many need times to know. you have anal. You don't, all you need to know is that I'm in a monogamous relationship right now. That's all I need to know. That's it. Okay. That's it. And I will inform you if I ever stray off of that. All right. Well, if you guys are curious about anal, 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 check out this podcast that you're about to listen to. Anal, you're anal, you're anal, anal, anal. You know what else we talk about? What? We talk about how she became so open and confident about her sexuality. Oh, yeah. We get, we jump right in there. And, yeah. And, it's pretty fascinating. And we're not just talking about heterosexual. We're talking about all kinds of sexual. The spectrum of someone, the she's, openness she's open. to, on one side and the closeness on the other side. You know, some people, you bring up sex, they start sweating profusely. Some people, like Tristan, you bring up sex. I mean, she, she can talk about this with your, your mother. <laughs> she does. She talks about she, it with my mother. She talks about it with me. And she talked about it with Howard Stern. Yes, she's incredible. Speaking of Howard Stern. So this girl is awesome. I don't even want to talk about it, but I will say... The Patreon bonus episode, you're going to hear stuff there that you would love to hear from Tristan. It's not going to be in the regular podcast. Oh, we got to go to is patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom and you will hear uh, what to do if you come too fast. What if you can't come at all? What if you have, can't get it up? What if you can't keep it down? What, are, what if, For men and women. And also. And yeah, non-binary. And she talks about penis size. Yes. And why she likes small penises. So yes. stay tuned for that, guys. You've got to join patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom in order to get those patron only 
feeds. We also, mom, we're getting a ton of reviews and it's super, super helpful for us. Oh my God, us. I'm so happy to hear that. You guys, thank you for reviewing our podcast. It really means a lot and it really, really helps us out because when people see that we have a ton of reviews here, not only does it help us jump up in iTunes so that more people can find us, but it allows you know, com- bigger name comedians, bigger name sex educators to come on our show because they think we're legit as fuck. So you have to go to iTunes and go to that tab that said review and then you hit the five stars and you give a little review and then you you're got a good chance of us reading it anyway. on the next uh, morning after show or on a regular episode. So I'd like to read one. Please do. This one says, Awesome Podcast, five stars by JAC3130. Just started listening to the podcast. I love it. Very funny and very informative. I'm the father of two boys, and I'm so excited to have these conversations with them someday. Thanks for the advice. Thank you, JC. I love that stuff. I, uh, usually, we don't get fathers chiming in here, so this is very fun to see. I like when see. we start getting fathers and mothers chiming in. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a mother. I, I recognize that you're the mother. Yeah. This and is, I got to tell is... you, my friends, they still don't know where the podcast app is on their phone. And by the way, you guys, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on yeah, yeah. uh, iHeartRadio, we're everywhere, but iTunes is the share way you it. write the review. Share it. That's the best well, way. Well, how do they share it? Just, there's a link, that there's 100% wherever you're listening to this, a link that allows you to just message this to someone. Message this to someone who you want to have anal with, who you think might enjoy these <laughs> tips, who might just enjoy a, a sex positive conversation. It really helps us. It would help them. It helps you because you look like a cool motherfucker. By sharing this. Okay. Uh, I w- we have a hotline that's called Yes Text Mom. That's the number. T- give us a call. Yes Text Mom. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, you can also text us there. The question for this episode. You ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. After hearing all these episodes of Sex Talk with the Mom, what do you need help with? What are you curious about? Get, we'll, we will ask our favorite sex educators, and we'll just give you our unexperienced, you know, our, you know. Our, our own tr- take on it. Yeah, our, our our advice that should not be listened to. Our, uh, our advice On is our just, Monday morning after show. Our advice is just our advice from a mom and a son to you. Yes. And by the way, in case you didn't like that question for the morning after show. What how, the fuck? How about this? Why wouldn't they like that question? In case they don't, maybe it's too general. Maybe it's too out there. They're going to forget the question now because you, you're giving it If you don't like, question. what do you want to learn more about? How about this? What are your thoughts on anal? I'd like to hear. Would uh, you like to hear? No. I mean, yes, <laughs> I, I'd like to hear that. But, also, but why, why do we have to give them two questions? You, uh, what do you need help with? Think, have that. Okay. Right? By the way, Instagram, we are having the funniest stories on Instagram lately. And I think it'd be fun for you guys to go there. Check out the, the questions that we've been getting. They're insane. Today's question was anal or pussy. Yeah. Well, it was like such a stupid you like question. You like it in anal or pussy? <laughs> so, you like it in anal or pussy? <laughs> pussy, pussy, pussy. I mean, I don't know. I don't even understand who is watching Mom, us. do you like it in anal or pussy? I don't know. I don't even know how to respond to this. I like it in pussy. You like it in pussy? You don't have I've a pussy. I've never had anal. But you don't have a pussy. All right. So let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. And do you like it in the anally? <laughs> My God, I don't know why we put in you the in the pussy. Sh- yes, much better. It was right there. You were teed up for it. In the mouth, E. No, that you were fine with the pussy. All right, enjoy. Thank you for tuning in. Kristen Terramino, welcome to the show. Thanks so much Woo-hoo! for having me. We're so happy you're here. We're so happy you're here. 
And we actually just recorded a, a little bit of an episode for us uh, that was completely erased because my computer program crashed. Uh, I think it was like 30 minutes, but yeah. It okay. was We're really, going to try to do it again. It We're was a really lovely do... experience. So you'll get the highlights. <laughs> We're going to get the cliff notes. Yeah, okay? the cliff gonna, notes. All right. and the, one of the cliff notes is that uh, I started the interview by expressing my love to you and saying you are literally the, one of the coolest people I've ever met and definitely no, the coolest person I've met. In LA. In LA. Yeah, no. yeah, I specified in LA. And, and it's because you've chosen this career path that where there are no role models, where there's everything pushing against you not to succeed and yet you are continuing to prevail and you have become one of the leading sex educators in the world. And you were interviewed by my hero, Howard Stern. <laughs> oh, yeah, twice. Twice. Twice, Howard Stern. Oh, I have some Howard Stern stories. Oh, I love him. Let's just, just go right there right now. Put it out we, there. You want to go I want to go right to Howard. All right. Let's... I mean, I'm, a, I'm obsessed. And you're from New York, so you must yes. be obsessed because of that. And also well. because the very first time he interviewed me, he was still on terrestrial radio. Oh, wow. I was working in advertising on Madison Avenue, my big corporate job. This was my last job bef- I left before I started working for myself. And we walked to K-Rock, which was like on 57th Street. I went with a friend of mine from work because he was completely obsessed with Howard Stern. Oh, my God. And the thing that struck me more than anything, I'd never done a media interview before. Oh, my God. This was my first media interview. And it's like late 98, early 99. My book had just come out, The Ultimate Guide to Anal Sex for Women, the first edition. (laughs) And this is my first media interview. And it's like, you know, being taken the lamb to the slaughter. (laughs) I mean, literally 100%. You know, he called my mom. During the interview, no. I asked her if she'd had anal sex. No way. And she way. said, yes. Hilarious. Oh, my, oh my God. God. That but sounds like something that would happen on our show. How many years ago was this? In 1998, this was this was 30, this was 25 years ago. Jesus. What's 1998? About I'm not 20 years ago. About yeah. 20, 20 years ago. ago. You, you, I, 20 I, years I, ago. I be, literally, I'm such, I'm a confident person. I will walk and talk any, to anyone. I have no fear. I would be shaking if I was to yeah. be interviewed by him. So, and he, the, the thing that I went into it with him was he's trying to trip you up. Totally. He's trying to make you nervous. He's trying to get at the tender spot that you don't want to talk about. So if you go in there ready to talk about anything, including the tender spot, anything, then you're good. I mean, that's how I feel like I succeeded is that he fired these questions at me that he was sure were going to sort of ruffle my feathers. And, and I was like, ruffle. I'm not going to ruffle. I mean, what, ask me anything. Yeah. What was he asking you? Well, this is the thing that struck me that was so kind of amazing internally was he actually read my book. Oh, wow. So I thought, you know, it's going to be a gimmick and he's just going to be like anal sex, the fart jokes, the recordings, blah, blah, blah. But then he would start asking specific things or he would like thumb through it and quote something. I love, so and he's I would be really like, learning from Wait, this. Wait, so he read my book and yeah, that's, that's kind that of the ultimate freak. respect. Totally. You know what I mean? Like a shtick is a shtick and he's offensive and that was his whole shock job Cam thing. Cam and I didn't even read but your book. <laughs> he read my book. And Very me, flattering. it's like, respect he probably wanted his own tips you know I think <laughs> well, yeah he, there weren't any other books I there's don't only know. one other book on See, the subject and i have listened to his show for years and i think he is against anal sex well that's his shtick for himself I mean, there's howard stern and then there's howard stern the personality yeah, yeah when yeah. the cameras are off he's a very he's reasonable respectful normal guy to you like i never felt sort of like he was being like grabby or inappropriate or anything that's the shtick of yeah, howard yeah. stern of that's course. not how he I is think in real we life felt that being on touch point oh 
We oh. were there for like an hour and a half waiting for him to do something like nutty really offensive. And yeah. he was trying. He was he panning did, he for did like those moments. Kind, yeah, he did the yeah. same kind of thing that Howard must have done with you, where he was just like really trying to poke at us until he got something. Yeah. And I think we kind of had the same idea as you did, where we were not going to like, hey, nothing's going to really. I mean, when you. I mean, it was kind of you know the ultimate media boot camp. Quite frankly, it's your first one. Is ever? that like I've gone on to do hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah, of media first appearances. First one is Howard, and I've been on you know with right wing people who are calling me a slut and a porn star oh and who are like God. super degrading. And I've debated people from the right who say horrible and really personal things about you. But yeah, once I did Howard Stern, I was like, I think the rest of this is going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. like but that's John, also it, part it, of, I think, part of the key to my success. Like people always ask me, like, when did you know this was going to be your job? Or how did you even know you were good at it? And really, the very first time I taught an anal sex workshop, I taught it at Babeland on the Lower East Side in New York City. Mm-hmm. I've actually been there. It was <laughs> when it was called Toys in Babeland. It's oh, like 1999. Uh-huh. And I got up in front of a room full of people. Most of them were strangers. I told them what I know about anal sex. I answered their questions. And it was like an everyday thing. I didn't feel... It's like talking about the weather. Nervous. I didn't feel freaked out. I didn't feel like I was going to censor myself. Like it just occurred to me as I was doing it. Oh, this is what I was meant to do is just talk about sex like this. So what, how, why is this? I've been, I've been on dates with people where I tell them about my show and they literally start sweating. Yes. Like I see drips of sweat <laughs> yes. and I'm like, whoa, yes. what, what, we can't even get to the conversation of what I do as a career. My friends don't just, even bring it up at all. They're, they're just too mortified. They to just even, avoid it. They just avoid it. Oh, well, if you're going to talk about that, uh, I'm out of the room. Literally, I have a friend who literally will leave the room. So why, how did you become so comfortable with this? You know, part of it, I feel like I don't understand because (laughs) (laughs) I grew up on Long Island, right? I went to public school. I lived in a small town. I was raised by a single mom who was very waspy. I never had a sex ed talk except for at school when they show you the film strip and they tell you all about reproductive issues, anatomy, menstruation, nothing about sex, Mm -hmm. nothing about pleasure. And I never had the talk with my mom. I, the way that she educated me, which is a very waspy way, I think, is that she had very explicit books about sexuality Mm -hmm. as part of her library on the bookshelf in our house. And when they disappeared, she didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Well, you got more did- of an education than I did. See, my dad was a doctor. He gave me very, ex- you know, we, we had to use explicit terms for parts of the body. So we didn't, we, when we had to go to the bathroom, we said we had to go urinate. We didn't, not, I, not I, I have to make a wee-wee. Honestly, we, we were just seeing him. He's doing, he's pretty sick right now. Oh. And if he dies, his last words to me will be, please leave the room. I need to defecate. Yes. That was, exactly. Those are the explosive oh words. We decided this, this is how, okay, but hopefully he's not going to die. God forbid. That's, yeah. a bad, that's a bad ending line. <clears throat> but the point is that I didn't get any, my mother told me, do not play spin the bottle because you're ex- exchanging sputum. Sputum meaning spittle, meaning spit with another guy or a girl or whoever. So you at least got more than I did. I didn't get any books or anything. I just got told, don't do this, don't do that. And but yet I had a grandfather who was like very sexual and, and would we'd have to come home from a vacation and bring him like little like, you know, a little bottle opener where the penis comes out and, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's a little souvenir type of thing right. or the cards or whatever. So I guess, you know, it's it was almost like 
passive sexual stuff going on. Yeah. At the same time, don't talk. Don't do it. This is this is yeah. pretty much how all of our society is. I mean, worse. I didn't think but of either of my then. parents as sexual. Even when my dad, even when I found out that my dad was gay, which wasn't until I was about 16, he was very, he was still very buttoned up about his sexuality and never talked about it. But that was the time also. Yeah. I mean, when I went to high school, I went to a reunion. I think it was a 10-year reunion. And one girl said, what was something you didn't know about me? And, and then she wrote, I was gay. I mean, that's how buttoned up I high school was. We yeah. knew that there was like two people. If you said you went to Niles East High School, there were two people who we knew were gay. The rest, no. So Two people out of 500. How did that affect you? Would you, you was there a moment when you were like sat down and your parents were like, hey, we have something to tell you. Oh, no. The story is wild, and I can't <laughs> tell you because I've never told it, and oh, I'm wow. saving it for Come my on. memoir. No, oh, you're wow. saving it for Howard not, Stern. I it know It was not it. like an after-school special at all. Come on. The thing is that growing up, my mom had gay friends. My dad had gay friends. Gay was okay in my family. Gay was like not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Sex. no one was out in high school for sure. Um, it was rumored that the chorus teacher, she was right, you super get a rumor. butch. And when yeah. she dressed up for the shows in her lady outfit, it looked wrong. <laughs> you know that? Yeah. Like, like the basketball coach dresses up and it's like, why is she wearing that pink frilly thing? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Seems, it doesn't look right. It seems really wrong. So gay was fine in my family. Um, Except your dad was... Except that they didn't tell me that he was gay, which is like an eternal question that remains unanswered in my family about why. You're an only child. I am. And typically only children are, they're they're more adult-like because they're always around adults. Mm, Yeah. So maybe they were able, more comfortable talking to you about gay people and sexuality in in that respect. But no, no sexuality. Gay people, as it related to, we're Culture. going to someone's house for dinner, it's them and their partner, and I wouldn't know what gender the partner was because in my mind, when you say a couple, it could be people of any gender, but never sex. This is wild. Never we, sex. We, I, I think I equate like this whole world to be like, if you're open about one of these topics, you'll no. be open about all of them. No. But this is not the case. Still taboo. Yeah, still very taboo. We, we interviewed yeah. Jesse Dubai who is a transgender from um, male to female and porn star. And she said her father, who was gay, beat her up when she when he found out that she was trans. Mm. I mean, internalized homophobia, yeah. self-hatred. Crazy. I mean, it makes sense yeah. on some level. I think some of our worst enemies are closeted gay people. For me, I know that's true because you're out and proud and they're like completely it must threatened be very by that. frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very frustrating. Yeah. yeah, I think this for all things in life, if you find someone who's against you, it's probably because they're you're triggering something in, in them, them, right? Whoa, Always. Very deep camp. Yeah. Oh, thank you, mother. Oh, no, that's true. <laughs> thank you, mother. So are you well, gonna go to anal? Yeah, I kind of wanted to go in this direction. So so you were naturally very comfortable with this topic. I was just, I was curious about sexuality. I had a lot of different experiences with boys and with girls. I didn't feel sort of shame about it. I mean, at that time, as a young person, I feel like I'm just sort of following my 
hormones, my desire, my libido, right? It's like, this seems like fun. I'm curious about this. What do I want to do? And so I just did it. So See, it, I think that's how I was. I, everyone goes, when did you get so sexual? I kind of was, I went to University of Illinois because I didn't want to study anymore. I wanted to party. And that meant I wanted to be with guys. Yeah. So sometimes people are, are able to march to their own beat because either, either there are two reasons. Number one is that they could just lack awareness for what normal beats are. Right. Okay. Or this, or the second is that they acknowledge what other people are doing and they're like, nah, fuck that. These people are idiots. I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. I guess that's me. I, I just, and maybe cause you're an only child. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean it. Yeah. It's like, this is what feels good. We're both into it. But you're so not So why are we not doing this? I would be very scared. Of no. what though? Disappointing Scared your parents? Of what? Yes, yes, yes. Disappointing, I, I, disappointing oh. your Literally parents. right now I'm moving into an apartment alone and I, I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to live alone. I'm not going to have to, I think this might affect my sex life because I won't have to show anyone else that I'm being intimate with this person. Which ah. is, that is a nutty thing. I mean, I'm talking about sex night and day on right. this podcast. Right. You would think I would be very comfortable shit saying, yeah, I want to have sex with this person. Right. I can't even bring someone in the house without feeling insecure about. I could never like if you were in the, if, if Dee's and I were in a room together, I couldn't say, ah, Cam, can you leave so we can go have sex? I couldn't do that. This is a very oh. different experience. Yeah, but so. you have a very specific relationship. I mean, with my peers, I could say that. Yeah. It, it, you're know. my mother. <laughs> this is a very different. When I was, okay. living, when I was living with my brother or my best friends. I still wouldn't want to be like, yeah, I'm going to bring this person home. And have sex with them. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how I got here entirely. It's just. <laughs> I'm an alien. <laughs> I have. I just don't have any shame. Yeah. I mean, part of that, that too. That comes is, with confidence, though. You that, have a part lot of that of is also My parents didn't put any of. I think my parents both had shame because they grew up in the 40s and the 50s. I mean, of course they had to have sexual shame. My dad had so much internalized shame because he was gay. Mm-hmm. It took him 20 years to and come out. And you said Catholic. And both of them were raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. So they had tons of shame and guilt. It was just built into the family system. It was built into religion. I feel like they they abandoned Catholicism, both of them. They were like, we're not going to put this on Tristan. They didn't um, baptize me or make me Catholic, which at the time was horrifying because I was the only person not baptized that I knew. Um, But they just, yeah, I feel like even the first time I masturbated, I hear people tell these stories all the time, which is the first time that they masturbated, they get into it, they like it, and then inevitably they do it in some context that's not appropriate, like in their living room while people are over. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. And I've heard when when this happens that one of the parents or both the parents come out, freak the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh my God, stop what you're doing. Never do that again. Stop oh my God. Stop pumping that pillow. Yeah, and so... And, and of course, that imprints on you as a young person, I was doing something wrong. Of course. And then that kind of extends to my body is wrong, my pleasure is wrong, mm-hmm. my desire is wrong, masturbation is wrong, Right. I remember the first time that I masturbated in in a sort of semi-public place, which was we were at my mom's friend's house. They were having a dinner party. Oh There's my probably God. six adults there. I was in the living room, felt like masturbating, How old started masturbating. <laughs> I mean, we weren't we didn't yet move to so I'm 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 under the age of seven. Okay, so I'm under I'm under seven. So I'm somewhere between like five and seven. And my mom came in quietly, very calmly, and she was like, hey why don't I take you into the bedroom? Mm -hmm. We went into the bedroom and she was like, the thing you're doing is fine, but 
you know, we have all these other people at the house and, <laughs> and you're you should come on our this, pillow. You should probably do this in private. And yeah. so I'm going to shut the door and you can come out when you're done. She's yeah. an awesome mom. I but, mean, that for that part of it, it's like I never experienced shame about my body or about touching myself. What, what about shame related to uh, being sexual in front of other people? Because you would think if, she, if she's telling you, hey, you, you, it's fine to do this, but not in front of other people. The right. guests. But it seems but like I grew you, up to have sex in front of other people. That's what you're saying. That's exactly right. <laughs> Yes. Wait, you did wait, not wait, listen wait. to your mom. I grew so, up to have a lot of sex in front of a lot of different people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I've been to play parties. I've been to dungeons. I've been to public sense events. I've been in porn. Um, You're very shy. I mean, it's, I. you know, I have an exhibitionist tendency. Okay. Can we talk about, because I, I am this germaphobe. So part of the reason why I don't fuck all the time mm. is because I'm I'm a little nervous about getting disease. Yes, stuff no, like I know this. someone like this, and I also dated someone like this. So what do we do? Who's about like this? safer sex practices? I felt like were different than mine, and were sort of hyper vigilant. It, it's crazy. And the thing is, I I sat down with them, and I was like, so I feel like <laughs> I've seen the research. I know how you get STDs. I know how you get AIDS. Some of this is really extreme. Yes, and they were like, nope. Please help me because but I, I don't, right yeah, now I think you're pretty cool about everything but herpes. That's the no. only one. That, okay, let's talk about herpes. Here, here's here's let's what she's talk saying. About that, herpes. Because basically, I use a condom all the time. Right. Right. So what about for oral sex? And then so then I don't really want to do oral sex for any for all these reasons. What about oral sex with a condom? I I guess that's fine, but still, if I'm going down on them, who's using dental dams? Yeah. I mean, five people or so are using dental dams, <laughs> and I've seen, I've used dental dams. I use plastic wrap more often um, than dental dams because it's easier. But and how more and you can cut more coverage and hands free. You just wrap the person basically in uh, a saran wrap panty, and then you go down on them, so you don't need to hold anything. Okay, but Tristan, you but are you, a sex educator. You you people who hook up with you are like they know that you have these awesome practices. Yeah, Cam's not gonna walk around with no, thing free. Yes, could you Here, imagine? Just, I'm with this hold girl. Hold on one second. I gotta get Let my. Let me get cling. a dental dam. I gotta what? get my aluminum foil Let out of the. Give my fucking frill. cling wrap and give me give you us some new panties. Yeah. yeah. Not and by like the way, that. are you wrapping the clit? I'm wrapping everything. Yeah. So then how is Here's it the other thing about herpes. Be good for her. Here's the other thing about herpes is that a condom doesn't necessarily protect right, you against exactly. herpes. I know. That's, because it's a skin thing and it might be on the skin that's so that's not why covered she says by I'm that's why the condom. I, that's why that would yeah. be my... If well, I'm single here's right the now, thing, that's Cam, my concern. Okay, Cam, we got to get sort of straight on herpes. Please. Okay? Herpes... So many people have herpes. I know. It's like so many people have herpes. So many people have oral herpes. So many people have genital herpes. It's actually not life crushing news totally. to have herpes. I've slept with people who have herpes, thus the panty, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, this is not life ending information. Like this is not a life ending infection. You take your meds. Everyone's on these meds. It suppresses the virus. You stop having outbreaks. You can't transmit it. You can't be a shedder when you're on these good meds. Mm -hmm. I think the reframe here is not, oh, you won't get herpes. I don't want to reframe it like that because yeah. that's unrealistic. Right. The reframe is, so you get herpes. Okay. So honestly, this is where I'm going because... I'm I'm it's like chicken pox. Just expose them to chicken pox and get this it over. Yeah, feel. kind because, of. Because yeah. I have this podcast, all of these people come to me and say, I have herpes. What do I do? Yeah. And I, and I tell them exactly what you just And there's just still discussed. a tremendous stigma. So I'm not saying like, 
where you are is not where a lot of people are. I mean, I think there's stigma around just other STDs like chlamydia, where you literally take antibiotics and it's done. Yes. You don't have it ever again or right. maybe right. get it again. But like I, people are stigmatized these sexually transmitted infections when, for example, you got a staph infection, which is much more serious yeah. and can be antibiotic resistant. Yeah. And, and to me is like, yeah, more intense. Totally. Than Wait, so, so you, would, you would have sex with someone knowing that knowing they ha- they had uh, a carrier of herpes. I currently have sex. One of my partners, um, yes, has herpes. So has genital herpes. So, do you always use like the Saran wrap, or what do you use? Yes. So this person is female bodied, and so I always use Saran wrap with oral sex. Um, I use gloves for penetration, um, but I also think. It's, I know they'll tell, like, she'll tell me when the last time she had an outbreak was. She has a partner who's not herpes positive, right? Who she's been with for quite some time. She'll tell me that she's on the meds and I know she's taking them regularly. So I don't feel like I'm putting myself at risk. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't. Would I like to have oral sex with her without a barrier? Yes. But we're not, (laughs) at least now, we're not. So you recommend for Cam or or anybody else who's nervous about getting herpes just because they don't want to get it? I'm obviously doesn't want to get it. You're putting a lot of words in my mouth over here. For me, if I, if I, yeah, this is not fair. You're you're framing me as like a, you know, say for me. Okay, so Cam, speak for yourself. I'll speak for myself. What I'm (laughs) saying, don't say, say I'm single. Right. And I don't want to get herpes. I just don't. Okay. And I'm with a guy and he says, I have herpes. What do I do? Wrap his dick up in saran wrap? Right. Okay. So I think it's fair to say, are you on the meds and do you take them regularly? When was the last time you had an outbreak? I would get the flashlight out and just inspect the area. Can you transmit herpes without symptoms? Yes. But the first thing to do is look at everyone's genitals and make sure we're good. Yeah. And in that case, I would probably use condoms for oral sex too. You mean on a female? Right. On a man. Oh, I mean, I'm just trying to get the whole lay of the land here. You yeah, put the, I would put a condom on his dick yeah. if I was going to suck his dick. Yeah. So when it's I was not sing- 100%. When I was single, I used to do that anyway. Yeah. Okay. But Cam, so, so I, I'll weigh in know, here. I yeah. want your way in. Because you're like, you're saying like, I'm only scared of herpes. This is not the case. I'm scared, scared of, of everything. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So sorry. That's what a, that's what a true Germish folk yeah. should yeah. say. I'm so scared sorry. of everything. I'm so sorry. Because, okay. No, because just, it makes you sound, it makes me sound like I'm encouraging the stigma against herpes, which I'm not. I, okay. I'm not judging that any worse than, I, right. a lot of these other diseases are actually much, you know, much more fatal, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my major question is, if they have... So I, we're having the safe sex talk. I'm like, were you tested recently? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, recently. And I was like... Uh, no one gets... Okay, this is... Let's intervene first. Uh-huh. When you go get your sort of free test at the public health clinic, they do not test you for herpes. Correct. That's right. You have to actually like request a herpes test yeah. from your doctor. Mm-hmm. And your doctor has to w- be willing to put some code on there that says possible exposure to herpes to justify the herpes test so that your insurance will cover it. Yeah, yeah, I know because I get tested for herpes um, regularly as part of my STI panel and I can't get it done where I get all my other STIs done. Totally. So, and also I thought it has to do with like, it's a much more extensive test. It's not a much more expensive, extensive, but there's a lot of false positives and there's a lot of false negatives with herpes. So it's confusing. It's not like an HIV test, which is like definitive. Right. So, but before even that, before, so you're talking about, you're having the safe sex talk. So we're having the safe sex talk. They say, yeah, I was tested. And I was like, okay, have you had any partners since? 
Yes. <laughs> one partner. Uh, okay. Well, are we back to square one where yes. you have to get tested again? Yes. Because who knows who the fuck that guy was, was fucking. Right. You know? And yes. So, and it, no, all of this is real, Cam. And yeah. you are allowed to set your own boundaries wherein you are like, I want to be sexual with you. You've, you were tested and then you have partners since. Let's go get tested together. Let's wait until those tests come back mm-hmm. and then we can be sexual. That is, you have a right to set those boundaries. I love that. I think that- You do. But yeah. what, what what do you recommend? Because I, I will just let my anxious mind run. She's Whereas, recommending that, right? What No. I, I, what, I'm what? wedding? Are you recommending that he- what it, yeah. I don't recommend any sort of rumination or anxiety, first of all. <laughs> it, it generally causes suffering. Yes, thank um, you. As someone who also has some anxiety. Um, no, I'm recommending that you have this sort of protocol, right? Which is, I'm Cam. When I want to be sexual with someone, I want to go get a current test. And I will also be tested. Mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. first date. Not on the first, I'm just kidding. Not on the first date, <laughs> Although we but it sounds like that. you're not a fuck on the first date person. Not a fuck on the first yeah, date. Yeah, so this this fits Perfect. into the framework. Yeah. Like, I am a fuck on the... I don't even need to know your name. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of want to live like that, though. Well, no, no. Let's not have a whole... Yeah. I mean, that's like a makeover show that we have to do. <laughs> and that's not, that's not this show. No, stay that's tuned. Not this show. Sex Talk with My Mom does a whole makeover. Right? That's, that's a makeover. Speaking of makeovers, I got a hot makeover tip for you. Me? Yes. What? You need to start using deodorant. <laughs> I use you it. Do, I, you, you do not use deodorant. I know I, this about you. I use it sparingly. I use it all the time. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't like the fact that it could possibly be linked to problems like cancers or all kinds of stuff. If you, you know, you're putting that stuff right by your breasts. This is why you need natural deodorants. Right. Like? Native. Native's deodorant is the best natural deodorant I've found to date. I have been on an epic quest for the past eight years. Oh, I'm aware. Some of these natural deodorants I've tried out smell so bad. They make me smell worse when I'm sweating. (laughs) I'd rather have like eight days of BO built up in there. But Native is different. They come in these awesome scents. I have been using the coconut and vanilla. I'm telling you, I smell like a tropical breeze. Are you sniffing it right now? It smells good. And I put this on (laughs) yesterday. Why are you... I skipped today. Okay. <laughs> we really love this deodorant, and we can't emphasize it enough. It's called nativedeodorant.com. They don't use any of that garbage, aluminum, parabens, or talc. How about during sex? How critical is a good-smelling pit during sex? Very. Very. You don't want to start fucking around, and then suddenly you get a whiff of B.O. Oh. <laughs> I like the idea that you get 20% off your first purchase if you mention code MOM. That's right. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com, N-A-T-I-V-E, deodorant.com, and enter promo code MOM at checkout. That's it. That's easy. Get yourself some native. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you're someone who doesn't have... <laughs> Casual sex, anonymous sex, semi-anonymous sex, whatever people want to call it. If you're not someone who even does that to begin with. It's a perfect scenario. Then then. it makes sense for you to say, I I don't have sex on the first date. I want to get to know someone. Maybe you're demisexual. You know what demisexual is? Yeah, we just went through that. And so I think this fits into your overall framework, which is like you're not a jump in. I would like to jump in. Oh, you'd like to jump in. Yes, but this prevents me from jumping in. I think then if you want to jump in, you just have to become this safer sex crusader. We'll just get you a large... But you don't give a shit that much? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
I'm a different person because my reputation sort of precedes me, right? And so it's like the minute I'm even remotely interested in having sex with you, like we're going to have to sit down, we're going to have a talk and I've got my test results and I've got my safer sex materials. So yeah. But what I want to say is I've never, ever, ever experienced someone going, oh, I don't want to do it then. Yeah, right. No one's going to reject you. Like no one's been like, oh, I wanted you to suck my dick, but now that you want to use a condom... I'm not into it. Oh, right. right <laughs> like yeah. That has never happened to it's, me. It's yes. happened to me, though. It has. It has. And the guy wants to go on anal. Yeah. After I wouldn't, he couldn't get hired with a condom. And I said, and he can't Oh, do no, that is a real thing. Um, when there's just certain, certain dicks don't work with condoms. Right. right. Or it like really desensitizes them to the point where they have erection problems. But meanwhile, he wanted to go on anal because he's like, oh, you're, you're virgin anally. I can do that. And I'm like, no, no, no. Are you I, a virgin anally? No, but that's at the time oh. I, I happened to be. Oh, at the time you're, you were. The disdain. The, the yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> that was not virgin? disdain. Was that judgy? It was a shocker. Was, was that judgy? You're like, you're a virgin. I meant to make that <laughs> neutral. <laughs> it was, was that not neutral in my voice? It was just a little well, bit we, like, what? Well, oh. we know you're the anal of authority i know we do so want we to have talk to about I was, and i am really wondering like uh, your first anal experience was it a great one it or, was see i think the same thing with virginity if your first virginity losing your virginity is a great one you're going to want to be doing more sex and if you first anal experience i, I gotta say one, though my first sexual experience with intercourse was painful and i didn't have an orgasm but i you know i stuck around to say i think, <laughs> this, I think this might get better let you're, me let me keep you're giving an it. enigma let there. keep let's keep giving it a try but i will say that my first sexual experience was in the context of absolute consent no pressure yeah no coercion no drugs or alcohol so it was yeah it was a very positive that's great experience. but your anal experience yeah so okay so my anal experience was with my very first serious girlfriend who i did a lot of first things with so i am a sophomore in college she is a senior she is much more experienced than i am i mean not much more i'm, I'm making her sound like she's like running about town and she probably <laughs> wouldn't appreciate that i'm just saying she's more experienced than i am right i haven't slept with that many women when i get to her i've slept with a handful of women that was a joke. Um, and so so my first experience is we're just doing a lot of, we're trying new, new things every day. We're trying bondage. We're trying role play. We're trying blindfolds. We're trying strap-on sex. You know, all the things, right? So one day it's like, hey, you want to try anal? And I was like, sure. Because that's just the vibe of the relationship. She kind of put it all out there. No judgment. Everything's equal. What do you want to do today? Um, so my first experience with, was with fingers and I know some people's first experience is a dick in the ass hurts like hell, yeah. no warm up, no, no lube, horrible. Yeah. I want to no. acknowledge that's our first experience. My first experience is like lube, kind of lingus, feeling really good, really into the person, a finger and then a second finger feels amazing. Wow. That was out. my first experience. Yeah. And then you just sort of build from there right and so now i've had all sorts of things in my ass i've had dildos in my ass and i've had <laughs> Wait, i'm thinking vegetables penises. Right? no I've, no i've had dildos in my ass penises in my ass you know big butt plugs in my ass all, all the things i've 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 been anally fisted i've had a whole hand in my ass i can't imagine it <laughs> i really can't i mean I've, I've done a lot of stuff actually yeah, yeah. but not but no fist yeah maybe two fingers <laughs> If you're taking a dick, you're on your way to a yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen my the hands? Hand? They're very small. No, that's still, that's, oh my goodness. It's very small. So at this point, you do gotta you be ever very experience relaxed. pain with anal? Or no. Is it- well, there's times when your butt is like a little fussy. 
I'm going to call it. My butt is fussy all the goddamn time. Okay. So I'm going to say like you there are times when it's like, oh, three days ago I had anal sex and it was amazing and really pleasurable. And then today my butt just feels more sensitive. It's not in the mood. Yeah. There's times where I've stopped anal sex because I'm like, oh, that's not, it's not working and it's not going to, it's not going to get better. So yeah. I just stopped. So what do, do, do you have like a top three tip anal, anal tips that right. you like? You, I have 10. Oh, wow. <laughs> Do we have time? Yeah. <laughs> Hell oh, yeah. yes. Of course. Okay. We definitely have time for your top 10 Okay, first we tips. have a drum roll, please. Da, 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 da. Okay, Tristan, top 10 anal sex tips for everyone, male, female, and everything in between. Yes. Now, um, I'm doing this off the top of my head. I don't have my PowerPoint presentation with me, That's so bear fine. with me. Oh, good. Number one, I'm consent. taking notes. Consent. Consent. Huge. The truth is like everyone's got to consent to everything, okay. right? And consent is an ongoing dynamic process. But around this subject, the stories I hear about people pressuring people to have anal sex, people saying no first and then someone being like, maybe I can wear them down. And this is definitely Funny a dynamic bonkers. between cis men and, and cis women in the context of these heterosexual relationships. It's total crap. You either want to have it and your game, you might be a little nervous. Nervous is okay. Nervous the first time is fine. But totally resign because your partner's been pressuring you and bad, you're like, oh bad, God, bad. Bad. No, bad. bad. So consent. And I would also say consent does not happen when everyone's had four shots of tequila. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so that's my unless, other thing. Unless you're me. <laughs> I'm just You kidding. might have a different tolerance, but I'm going to say also consent that's pretty clear-headed. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to police anyone smoking a joint, but I am going to police you if you're wasted yeah. for consent. Okay. Number two is think about what your approach to hygiene is going to be. Oh, okay, like huge. So people have this, the number one question I get asked, isn't it going to be messy? Isn't it going to be dirty? Yeah, isn't it going to be shit everywhere? Oh my God, there's going to be shit on my dick, <laughs> shit on my hands, shit on my face, whatever. Okay, so you got to kind of make these decisions for yourself about what your hygiene is going to be. I mean, there's the simplest thing is like, you have to listen to your body. You have to know your body. You have to, uh, having like a bowel movement before anal sex is a great idea. Oh, That'll wow. sort of like clear the finger runway. Test. You could have a finger test, put your finger up there and see what the hell's going on. I've had this happen to me where my partner said to me, uh, I feel a little something, uh, a little, feel something. A little something there. Yeah, Maybe yeah. we shouldn't be doing this. Well, that's I... the other thing is no guarantees. You're playing with someone's butt. You may run into poop. Yeah. Calm yourself down about it. <laughs> but you can also do a little douche beforehand. You could have an enema beforehand. Like I have a whole chapter in my book on all the ways you can clean your butt. I think the thing about douching and, and having an enema is not only does it clean out your ass, it has this practical purpose, right? For some people, and I'm feeling this for Cam big time, for some people, <laughs> it gives them extra confidence. Yeah. It actually lowers their anxiety because if they're anxious about like one or two things about anal and one of them is the mess. Get rid of that. They had yeah. their anal douche or their anal enema and they're like, okay, I can let that go now because yeah. yeah. I know my yeah. butt's clean. Yes. Right? Yeah, my, yeah. So my it's not just a cleaning thing. It's also a can... Can this just relaxed, help me feel? Relaxed, yeah, I'm yeah. relaxed. I'm less anxious. I'm less nervous, which yeah. is a better situation going all the time. Yeah. My well, problem is more of like afterwards, you're going to be farting and you're just like, you Well, know. I like to say no white silk pants without underwear. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's my only rule. You don't know what's going to come out. Is your no, point. it's just that because you've stuck a bunch of lube up there. And so the first poop that's going to come out is going to be runny because it's going to mix with some of that lube. Uh -huh, that's all. Uh -huh. Okay. That's all. 
Well, I'm yeah. just saying in general. And, you're, like and you can be thrown off for thing. like a day. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I fart yeah. as much Ooh. as I could have runny poop. Okay. Yeah. Number three. Because of the lube. <laughs> okay. Um, number three, relaxation. This is a really tricky one because it's something you can't really teach because everyone has a different thing that relaxes them, mm. right? I mean, yes, we know like meditation, visualization, breathing. Breathing is super important and it's probably like the number one way to relax yeah. is to take a lot of deep breaths. Um, but, you know, for some people like a spanking could be relaxing. But also you can use stuff like butt plugs or... Oh, you know. we're not even there, honey. We're but on I mean, number if you, three. But <laughs> if, if, if number three is a butt plug to get you more... No, relaxed. no, we're not even at the butt plug stage. Oh, you're still... You're talking... I'm still... You're nowhere in thing. my ass. You're yeah. in a mental thing. I'm in the mental state uh, of yeah. you have to be I like this. relaxed yeah. to just be into it. And also, this is a part of their body that will reject penetration. Yeah, okay? yeah. Your butt will be like, that's not up. happening yeah. and you got to listen to your butt. Right? Exit only. You got to... You, well, not exit only because we're fucking people in the ass, but it will close up. And, and that is where a lot of people hold tension. That's the thing. The, this is where I phrase, hold tension. tight ass comes from a real place. I am a tight ass. Anal, anal yeah. retention. Yeah. I so, am anal retentive. No, and that's where you people <laughs> hold anxiety and tension in yes. their neck. I get constipated. This is it. Yes. Okay. This is but actually, um, this could help with constipation. Just, <gasps> this could help with constipation because it's going to increase circulation. Yes. But also, if you're constipated, you're less likely to have messy anal sex. It's, oh, yeah. there's oh, no, I Because there's nothing coming out when, of your ass, quite literally. When yeah. you said you should have a bowel movement before se sex that might ease your anxiety, I could, I, I, my mind went to, what would that look like? I'd be sitting all day on this fucking <laughs> oh, toilet. Be like, when is the shit going to come? Just okay. get the shit okay, so out of me. That's not like a tip for you. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Everyone has different, you know, and, and also these rules don't apply if... You are not regular if you have, if, if like stress throws off or diet throws off your bowel movements, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know your butt better than I know your butt. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. that's Cam, number three. Cam knows his butt. So relaxation. Number four, arousal. Now, what I mean by this, it's, it's a, such an obvious one, but you have to restate it, which is you need to be turned on. You know what I mean? If someone came came to the grocery store and they were in the aisle with me and they're like, hey, can I put a finger in your ass? I'd be like, that is not going to feel good. <laughs> but say I've been messing around with someone. Yeah. Say I'm really into them. We have chemistry. We like each other. And we started going. Whatever going means for you. Is it oral sex? Is it hand sex? Is it mutual masturbation? Is it a vibrator? Whatever it is. The more aroused you are, the easier and more pleasurable anal sex is going to be. Mm -hmm. It's just true. When we're aroused, blood rushes to the area, right? So everything gets juicy and wet and erect. While that's happening, your ass is not in the kitchen getting a sandwich. Mm -hmm. Okay? Your ass is right next to your... <laughs> to yeah. your the same right? shit's happening the there. The same stuff's happening. So all the genitals are being engorged. Yeah. And so once you increase that circulation, once you increase that blood flow... Oh, God. That's going to make things what just are you saying? easier. I don't need more blood flow. I, I, I oh. come so goddamn quickly. Oh. But... I, I'm oh, thinking anything anal. I've got super. I've got super tips for that. I used to date someone who I just want to put it in quotes was a premature ejaculator, which is a problematic, yeah, yeah. medicalized know term. What you're talking about. But I, I, I solved that problem. Quick, no draw, way. Blah, blah. Okay, no. But let's get to number five. Okay, okay. number five. <laughs> okay, okay, so maybe that's a Patreon I, bonus let's episode. Review what, I will review. What's review? Number one, consent. Number two, hygiene. Number three, relaxation. Number four, arousal. Number okay. five, lube. 
Lube, I agree. Now, I mean, this one is a, a sort of a, a no-brainer, and the word is spreading. But in this case, <laughs> n- a few things. Number one, spit is not a lubricant. I agree. Why did that become a thing? Well, because of porn. I mean, not just porn, because it, they use lube in porn. You just don't see it. No, but I'm saying they always show them porn. spitting. Yeah. No, it's like, here's the thing. We've all spit to revive a little bit of wetness, and it can work with vaginal sex. Not anal. But it can never work with anal because there's no self-lubrication. See, the thing yes. with the vagina is it's a self-lubricating um, thing. Yeah. yeah. The ass is not self-lubricating. You 100% need lube. And no desensitizing lubes no lubes that are like anal ease nothing that can numb your ass Mm -hmm. okay just regular water-based or silicone-based or hybrid lube sometimes you know we were we were sponsored by hashtag lube life they have this anal lube yeah but it's just just like very high quality silicone thick lube yeah Yeah. so the thickness is a thing yeah actually lube life is one of the only ones who has a thick silicone Mm. Most silicone lubes are known for their slickness, mm-hmm, for their mm-hmm. friction. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you don't want that much friction in your ass. Oh, interesting. So a thick lube actually lessens the friction. I better go yeah. throw out the back door. It's a little bit of like cushioning. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I got to throw out the back door lube. No. Well, <laughs> I think some of those you are. You think it has some numbing? I think so. Okay, we'll go through it. Don't numb. We'll Let's go, go through We're going to go through my drawer. Let's try okay. to numb. So after lube. We're on number six. Warm up. Uh-huh. That's when the this is when you're talking about the butt plugs. plugs. So I think one of the number one mistakes that people make is something they see in porn. Right? There's a young woman. She's bent over a bed. Some guy comes in. He has a raging erection. He sticks it in her ass, and she goes like, oh, "That feels amazing." Well, guess what? It I've been not. on that porn set, <laughs> it did, and it and does not feel she, so amazing. They were playing with her ass before they started. They warmed her up. She warmed herself up. There was a butt plug. There was a dildo. You just don't see any of that. Mm-hmm. So even professionals are not just taking it up the ass in just boom, zero to 60. Yeah, yeah. They're not. And it also, needs to the positioning, the positioning is also key. I found, for me, when I first started anal, I like to be on top. Ah. Because then I can be more in control and, and guide more control it. the depth. And I don't have to worry about angle. Any, I could trust that I, I'm not yeah. going to get hurt. You're not going to. It's not going to go in too far. It's not going to be. You're not going to be like sort of jackhammered too fast. Right. So I like warm up with fingers and then with toys. A butt plug is a great warm up because you can put a butt plug in and then you can do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Put a butt plug in and then do some other kinds of stimulation, builds more arousal. Then you take the butt plug out and the ass is now used to having something inside of it, right? And now you've got a little bit more room to work with, a right? Stretchy. So you've got a little bit... A little stretchy. You a, a little yeah, you have, you've got room. You've got room. Great. Okay, that's number... No, that was six. Now you're on seven. Six. Okay. Um, gosh. You we're missing several. I know. Okay. You don't have your slides here. We get. I don't. If, we don't have slides. If you no. want to skip, that's totally fine. No, no, fine. no. Yeah. That's totally fine. Um, I mean, for seven, I'm gonna say trust. Oh, yeah. back to that position. Okay. Again. So I think all kinds of sexual experiences require trust. Doesn't know matter how well you know each other or don't know each other. There's a sense of trust that you need to establish, right? But it's heightened with anal sex because. You can do it wrong and hurt someone. Mm-hmm. And you can not that you yeah. can't do anything wrong and hurt someone. But especially that. Not that vaginal penetration you can't do wrong and hurt someone. But the ass is delicate. It's made of this delicate tissue. It's full of nerve endings 
it responds to stimulation in these amazing ways. It's so, so sensitive, but that's like a blessing and a curse, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's so sensitive, you can't just jam things in there. You can't just do it without warm up. You can't do it without lube. You could cause a fissure and a so, hemorrhoid so and all you're, these others. So you're asking someone, like you're saying, I trust you to not only take care of this sensitive part of my body, but not hurt it. Mm -hmm. Go slow. And go slow and to make it feel good. And so don't trust, judge if there's shit that comes out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And don't, yeah, don't judge. Is that number eight? Out. Don't judge? No. So number... <laughs> you're, you're on, tr you had trust, uh, number eight? Was okay. So I can't believe I've forgotten these. I feel so on the spot. I know what number 10 is. Okay. What? What's number 10? Um, oh man, jump into the last one. Let's do this. Stick it in. Okay, just... Stick no. it in. No, this applies to what Cam said. Number 10 is a sense of humor. Oh. Like we're playing with our buttholes. Yes. Right? And I feel like... There's so many ways to sort of guard against potential mess. Um, one of the things that I do is I grew up, I came of age sexually in the early 90s at the height of the AIDS crisis. I've been using gloves for penetration uh, of all holes since the beginning. So gloves, I have never, ever used a glove. Gloves to me are very erotic. Uh, they're part of my sex life. It's just like, what type it's of gloves? Almost like an, like, well, I use non-latex gloves, nitrile gloves. Oh, yeah. Because some people are sensitive or allergic to latex. We were in Home Depot the other day, and I was pointing oh out those nitrile God. gloves to her. Okay, yeah. So funny. And you have to get a good fit. So, for example, I mean, I'm a small. My partner's a medium. I have another partner who's an extra large. They have to fit. Otherwise, it's like a garbage bag on your hand. We were thinking <laughs> of we should make like like gloves that say sex talk with my mom or or. Sex out loud. Yeah, well, sex out loud. And but you're gonna put them inside someone. So with the printing, no, it would just be on the. I would just be on the on the on the back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll look into that. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll tell so them. No, I think okay. That was number eight. Safer sex was number eight. Okay. Safer sex was number eight, where you have to have the conversation, which we've talked about extensively, <laughs> and then you have to decide what tools you're going to use. Wait, so, so you're going to have that safe sex conversation after the warm up? In the no, no, I just right, I obviously messed order. up okay. the, the, the. All right, the so safe up. sex might have come. But in. I use so I use gloves all the time. I use black nitrile gloves; they're real sexy. And so I use them for anal penetration for two reasons. Okay, I can use them as a safer sex barrier. But say I'm fluid bonded with someone and I regularly swap bodily fluids with them. I still use gloves. Number one, I don't know all the time if I have the best, tightest manicure where Ooh. all my nails are super short, super well filed, super clean, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes... I'm lazy. A lot or, of bacteria under there. Yeah. And so you, and you can hurt someone. You can scratch them, yeah. you know. So a glove makes your hand into like a seamless tool. Love it. What? Right? I wish what? I could put my whole body in a glove <laughs> and, and fuck in the glove. You're well, so here's cute. another problem. Also the mess. I'm I, when you fuck someone with a black glove and then you take your hand you out of them, as much. all you do is take the glove off, throw it in the trash. Done deal. What What about like licking a butthole? Yeah, licking a butthole. Yeah, I mean, I know that people like to do that, but yeah. the idea to me is like, I you're not lick. supposed to put your mouth there. Well, it's also like you might be licking shit. You're not licking shit. Okay. First of all, before there are dingleberries in the hair. Someone, oh my god, the hair. Um, <laughs> I mean, okay, think about before, it. Before you have <laughs> anal sex, like on as the receiver, you're gonna wash your butthole. Duh, it's just polite. You're gonna wash your butthole. You may stick a little finger up there, see what's going on, right? You're gonna arrive to your sex state clean. I, I think this is basic etiquette unless people like you dirty and sweaty and that's like a particular fetish or they've asked you for that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Wet, that would oh, not be also, mine or Cam's. I think I could wipes, for you. Keep the baby wipes by the bed. Mm-hmm. Oh, good call. Baby wipes by the bed and just do a little swipe. Oh, I like that. Before you oh, get, I before love you that. There. Baby wipes. There's not a- the ones that smell like babies, though, because that's kind of weird for me. Yeah, I like yeah. the unscented ones. Yeah, that's fair. Unscented okay. wipes. Right, so, so now we got to swipe, get and now you're okay. Unscented baby wipes. Okay, she's making a list. She's checking <laughs> it's a it shopping twice. List. So I, I've I've it's named nine, list. but I haven't named. We have one more. I know. I, I you can make it up on the spot. Beads. <laughs> well, all kinds of toys are amazing to use, obviously. Um, I'm a big fan of toys. I, toys are a regular part of my sex life. There's anal beads, oh. there's butt plugs, there's dildos. Why there's are you raising your hand? I, I have a question for the teacher. What happens afterwards? You finish inside the ass and then... Are you talking about a, uh, like intercourse with say, a penis? No, yeah, that's actually a, a good pe- question because you don't want to go back to vaginal after that. A hundred percent. Great point, which I forgot because I'm not actually teaching my whole workshop here. Um, yes, no ass to pussy and no ass to mouth. Okay. Here's the thing about the ass Even to mouth. Even though porn always says... This ass to mouth of the porn, here's how you do ass to mouth safely. A hundred percent. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Take a shower. So Cam is fucking a woman, a cis woman in the ass, right? Or, or fucking anyone in the ass, right? And you're like, Oh my God, I'm going to stick this dirty dick in your ass. You're a filthy whore. I'm going to stick this dirty dick in your ass. This is my dialogue. Yeah, you got it. Close your eyes (laughs) or I'm going to put a blindfold on you. Close Uh your eyes. Get ready for it. Cam takes his dick out. He's got the baby wipes right there. He's already come He doesn't make a noise. He he wipes it with a couple baby wipes. Then he comes around and then he's like, open your mouth, you filthy whore. Safe. Aha, uh-huh, just give it a nice little sterilization. Yep, that's it. That's all you have to do. Is a baby wife sterilizing? Not s- sterilizing is a very... Just getting a wash. A very particular word. Uh-huh. A sterile environment is not... You can't achieve a sterile environment anywhere unless you're in a medical setting. We're going to say you've wiped away the bacteria. You've okay. wiped away the But stuff. now this would apply to vaginal sex too? Um, what, it, oh, going from ass to... With just a baby wipe? I mean, it depends. I would like you to get up and just go wash your dick. Yeah. Or change the condom if you're mm-hmm, using a condom. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because the thing about going from ass to pussy is then there's bacteria that lives in your ass that's actually not bad, but it's bad for your pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it will give you a, a vaginal infection. So if you're prone to vaginal infections, if you're prone to UTIs, if you're prone to a yeast imbalance... Go take a shower. Then I would say just go wash your dick. Thank you. For the unbelievable tips tips I, I feel so fucking prepared how i am so grateful that i get to sit here with an expert in my mother <laughs> and talk about anal sex tips i, I, I got slight shade an expert and my mother <laughs> was that shade did he just throw shade your way i, I don't know no i don't think he did i think it was all in good in, yeah. just, his intentions were no good. no actually i felt very comfortable talking to you as well you did yeah you, you make it shameless yeah, yeah. I, I, I really feel so much more prepared and confident that I can proceed with this in a in a qualified way. Yeah. But it's weird with with anal sex with me. I'm like sometimes I'm in the mood and I can go years without being in the mood. It just mm. depends on me, you know. Just like sometimes. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's a it's a part of my sex life, a, a big part of my sex life. I just, it's really funny too because people are always like, "Why the butt? Why anal sex?" You know, and they want me to give them this big like discussion about the nerve endings and the orgasmic possibilities and like the naughtiness of it and the psychology of it and all these things. And it's like, 
I'm in it for the mind-blowing orgasms. I don't know about you. Oh, so like you, for you me, have better orgasms. it's just a more intense, deeper, full-body orgasm. Did you ever wish you had a partner that had a, a, a dick, two dicks, so one can go in your vagina and one can go in your ass? <laughs> Wait, that's totally possible. What do you mean? I mean, dude, I'm just, I'm not ever going to do that. I Why? I'm never going to be with two guys at the same time. Well, there's a couple things. Um, I've never done double penetration, but I'd totally be into it. I totally fantasize about it. Fantasy uh, is one thing. Fantasy is one thing. Um, if you're only going to be with one guy, say you're monogamous, he can wear a strap on where he straps on a second dick and he could fuck you with his dick and the strap Ooh. on dick. I've seen this work easily. I've, I've, I've seen this work well. I, I haven't done it, but it, it, it's a, it's well, really let me easy. know if you decide to do this. And there's oh a great, yeah, there's, a, and then, um, oh wait, I've lied. You have. I've lied. It. I have done double penetration. <laughs> <laughs> too, I'm sorry. It just flashed back in my head with a dildo and a penis. Yeah, I've done. Someone's double at the door and they just said she was yeah. lying. Okay. No, I, I. That was a, such a long time ago. I mean, it's like we over were going to do our ago. fact check, and it's a good thing you you messed up. I, do, I guess I have one more question related yeah, to. Yeah, of course. So, so I think that imagining like someone ejaculating into my butt. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about the ejaculate. Right. Imagining someone ejaculating in your butt. It's Finish called, a sentence. It feels it's called like a cream pie. Oh my I, God. It's ho- or it, just a cream pie is any internal ejaculation. Oh, okay. Sorry except in the mouth. Too no, much. when you say cream pie porn, it means in one of the, the ass or the pussy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, for, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. Okay. For me, it's not a, it, 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 there's something, I don't like it. Why? It, this the is thought fascinating. Of it is like, this is a fascinating thing for Cam because let me tell you. The ass is constantly like it has a natural waste management system and there's constantly things coming out of it all the uh-huh. time, right? Mm-hmm. So I would argue <laughs> that having someone come in your pussy, that could take its time to work its way. If you're all the way in the back by the cervix, yeah, it could yeah, take its time to work your way out of your body. Whereas your ass stuff's coming out all the time. Yeah. Every stuff is coming out all the time. So it's going to come out so much faster. But are, yeah, you're I'm not, not thinking, saying if I had a pussy, I'd be any more comfortable. I'm oh. just saying I only have an asshole and I still am not comfortable with that. Okay. So, so pull out or use a condom. Wait, are you saying a guy sticking his ass dick in your I'm ass? I'm thinking it could what, be a dildo what would prevent, woman with a strap on. Y- yeah. No, but he's now worried about the ejaculate. In, oh, yeah. There could be a squirting dildo. There but could yes. be a squirting dildo. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I think one of the barriers for me ever to have anal sex with a man is that imagining this, I don't, I just don't want to ejaculate in my mouth. I don't want to ejaculate in my ass. Yeah. I, Condom or yeah, yeah, maybe that's rules the about where yeah. the ejaculate goes. Yeah. Boundaries, people. Yeah. Boundaries. Who cares where the ejaculate goes? <laughs> I, for me, I don't know. No, for I don't, me, for, I don't give a shit. No, and the interesting thing I would say also is there are absolutely heterosexual women who are a little yucked out yeah. by cum. Yeah, yeah. And that's totally fine. Only I don't if, think oh, that you have yeah. to be into every single part of your lover and every single sex thing. Mm-hmm. For some people, they're like, I don't want you to come inside me or I don't want that shit spread on my face or I don't want you want it on my tits. Like, yeah. I don't want to see it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know a lot of people don't like swallowing cum because it doesn't taste so good sometimes. Right. So All right. That, that's possible. I, I think we, we have to wrap this up, unfortunately. Really? Wrap it up. Yes. Why don't you ask me just... No, why don't I ask you one more question? Because yeah, feel free. Because I literally feel like I've been talking and giving you like the anal sex well, workshop. Well, lo- I've no, loved we've, this. We've been loving this shit. So... No, no pun intended. What is something... So you've had all these guests on. You've, you've learned all these things. What is something that you still feel like you don't know that much about? Like something you're still curious about and something you still wish 
you knew more about or like you could learn more about? You go first. Okay. I think over all these years, I still feel that there's, for the monogamous couple, it's, it's, it seems like there's a lot to learn in terms of how to keep that relationship hot and sexy all the time because you tend to get into a rhythm mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you find, well, this works for me, so why should I change it up? But if you change it up, you know it's going to probably end up being better. So, I mean, that, that's where I'm still you know, trying to learn a little bit more how to keep things spicy when you're in a, a monogamous relationship long term. And then, you know, you just want to go to bed. You want to get it over in 10 <laughs> minutes or whatever. Right, right, right. So, you know, that, that's something that I think we, I still haven't really been able to, it, with all the experts and guests and everything, I still think that it, it, it's a hard one to... I mean, I think it's a billion dollar question. It's a billion like, dollar. Like, let's be real yeah. that there are books being written, articles, websites, workshops, retreats, and I would say some products uh, that are trying to do just that, right? It's like sex in the context of monogamy. What does that look like? What does it look like? What does it feel like? How do we keep it going when inevitably you develop patterns? Inevitably, you get a little bit lazy, I, I do for sure, but I get lazy all the time. I mean, I arrive to like <laughs> every one of my dates now and being like, uh, I shaved my pussy like two weeks ago. So <laughs> I like the older I get, the more I'm just like, you want to fuck me or you don't want to fuck me. But like, I didn't go all out. Yeah. I, just, I didn't even take a shower. I, I took a shower, but oh, yeah. I didn't go all out. Okay. Okay. Actually, mine kind of uh, piggybacks off of this. So when talking to people over the past four years, it seems that the way to keep it alive is by making sex an act of play and make, bring mm. it, making it into a mental game as opposed to just a physical game. And, and I think play can really help that. Right. Uh, so personally, I need a lot more experience. Not it, Sex right now is such a st still, like, it is so unfamiliar to me. It's not something I come easily play around with. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping that more experience will allow me to enter more of a state of play with it, be more casual about it, you know, experience it with more people as opposed to, no, I need to, you know, I need to know exactly where I stand with this person. I need to know what the sex means to them. I need to make sure that we're all safe. I, I would like to get to a place where it's just much more, e it's easier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, I feel like I, I just want to have sex with you because here's, here's something that I learned. Wait, you want to have sex with Cam? Yeah. Just to work through some of these You're, issues. You are our first guest who actually came right out and said that on Okay, and the podcast. We had someone say they wanted to kiss me. Here's yeah, but why. Never I've gone all the way. Here's sex. why. So one it's of the an things, act of charity is what you're saying. No, it's not charity. It's, called, it's not charity. It would be fun. Um, so one of the things that my very first serious girlfriend kind of taught me, which when I look back on was so important, is you know I said she was non-judgmental. I said she was like up for anything, right? But she modeled this kind of freedom for me. Like mm. for her, sex was fun. Sex was different. Sex was not shameful, right? And to have someone else model that for you, you can begin to mirror it, right? So you want to model. You want to model. So I want to model Kim. the sort of freedom. Anything goes. Let's try this. Oh, you don't like this? Great. Let's just stop doing that. Um, you know what I mean? Model a kind of freedom, because I feel like those lovers we have who give us that they they give us permission until we're ready to give ourselves permission. Oh, mm. heavy. I yeah. like it. Yeah. She's staring at me. <laughs> I, I appreciate that that thought. And, and it, it's still, even you saying that is like, 
oh my God, but I'm still not even there yet. Like, right. you know, like. But I, I, I agree know. that playfulness is the key to sex, I think. Yeah. Um, in that we don't have a lot of arenas as adults in our lives to be playful right and to do playful things where once you're an adult it's considered that you should like behave in this particular way and dress in this particular way and not devote time to these like silly funny you know i know and the only time you could really do it is in the bedroom yeah yeah and so that that feeling i think you're on the right track is what i'm saying i might i I think i need to take you up on this idea and i wait oh 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 oh, oh. (laughs) i think we'll we'll talk about this afterwards we'll talk about you relax mother i just heard it just just, relax okay okay. i know i've never actually he propositioned someone in front of their mom i've actually i just realized that i've done a lot of things and he just said he's never propositioned someone in front of their mom he just said he's open to it i'm open to it maybe if we get like a hundred patrons I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. I do want to, speaking of patron, I would, so my second thought, by the way, when uh-huh. you said, what are the things you want to know more about is premature ejaculation. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, if, if we have uh, 10 more minutes, yeah, let's I do would the love to hear about yeah. yeah. Because this is tied in with all this discomfort around sex for me. Right. Right. So, um, so let me first say, Should we start I, right now and, and call this the patron bonus episode. Oh, you have to say that. What are your? <laughs> oh yes, yes. We we should close out and say goodbye right. to our listeners. Um, so there is really no other way to end this episode because other than I leave the room and you guys go at it. Okay, <laughs> we've got two dogs here; they can watch. I mean, no dogs. No dogs allowed. No dogs, no dogs allowed. I have, I, no, I have right. very clear boundaries. I'll go take the dogs for a walk. Great mother, ten, stop. Ten minutes later, it'll all be done. I have boundaries, <laughs> mother. I don't. I don't fuck when you're aware and knowing. By the way. This is not the first time this has happened. We just realized this. What do you mean? Uh, Nina Hartley came on the show and really wanted to educate mentor, me as well. Mentor Cam. Yeah. He has that, like, that little student pupil, curious, wide-eyed look to him yeah, when he's he around sex educators. I'm into that. I'm into that. <laughs> Good. That sort of initiation. Yeah. Teaching. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's younger. Yeah. It's yeah. like a particular, it's a whole cougar it's a particular thing. role play. Yeah. That's what I like about cougars, by the way. Is the oh I love a cougar dynamic because I love the idea that you're sort of schooling a young guy who's like completely open to tell me how you like it, tell me how totally. to do it. He doesn't have the sort of baggage of someone who's your peer who's like, I know how to do this. Yeah. You don't need to tell me. And who's like deeply insecure no, but doesn't want directions. They are so freaking grateful. Yeah. Will you I'm gonna have you write an intro or something to my book. Okay. It's gonna be called Book. Games, Data Cougar. Data Cougar. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So, we're, so we're out. thank you very much for listening. If people wanted to find your oh, work, yeah. how do they find you? Um, my not safe for work website is puckerup.com. Safe for work is tristanterramino.com. I am at Tristan Terramino across all social media platforms. And I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Tristan Terramino. And listen to her podcast, which Sex is... Sex Out Loud. Sex Out Loud, which is a pleasure podcast, by the way. Which is a pleasure podcast. That is our our network of awesome sex podcasts. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you, Tristan, for coming on. This has been a blast. Thank you so much. You are hilarious on on top of all your other accolades. Bye-bye. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. 
Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Comfortable. 